0: Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit.
1: Stage right. Well, folks, uh, John and Joe Sway and Bobby are wrapping up over on YouTube. They're on their way over. I'm just a, kind of a placeholder here. Um I don't know. I'm speechless. I have been speechless since uh, the Wodges bomb, and uh, a lot of it doesn't make sense to me. I gotta say, I think I owe Bobby Manning an apology, Cam, because today um, I agreed with every damn thing the, the dude was saying, uh, and that's been the first time all year I busted his balls. But uh, it is strange times in Boston. <laughs> For Celtics fans, and I guess we just have to keep the faith and hope. You know, you say in Danny, we trust. I, so what is it now? In Wick, we trust. Brad, we trust. I don't know. I mean, I had I, game two struggled with <laughs> with the Brad Stevens uh, messing with his players, and. we'll see. I think everybody deserves a fair shot. I am disappointed because I really, really wanted to see Brad uh, get a second chance, get a mulligan, um, roll the team back this year, maybe make some minor tweaks and see what happens. But we won't get that opportunity. And I really do believe Danny Hange ends up being the fall guy. If you want to hear the boomer rage side of me. My first thing I wanted to say or thought was there goes what's left of the Celtics legacy, the franchise. Now I'm hearing certain people in the media, you know, wanting to change the logo and maybe it's time, you know, my generation is no longer the average consumer. I think Uh, you guys are. So, wow. I just, I said to Bobby, I think it's telling. I said to him on the YouTube show, That his entire life he has had Danny Ainge at the helm of the Celtics. And wow. Not anymore. I can tell you this. My gut tells me he will end up consulting for Utah. He's good friends with the owner. I can't Ainge looks better health-wise than he's looked in. In several years, um, I'm not doubting his. I've seen he's had the heart attacks and whatnot, but none of this adds up. It just kind of coincides with COVID year, right? I mean, when else would this happen? Who would? Hi, Annie. What's going on, girl? Who else would? Uh, how? What other year would this happen? This is crazy, 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 crazy. And uh, like John said earlier today, um, the off season has officially begun for us because it's gonna be wild. I mean, every move Brad makes, every time he talks, and he doesn't say a word, but when he speaks, we're gonna be watching his every move. And I said it on YouTube as we're still waiting for the. Um, the Garden Report crew to come over. I'm kind of killing time here. Um, but I said it on YouTube that it feels very shocking to me. It feels very, very just not natural. I watched their body language. And I watched them off camera, or not off camera, but who was not talking. Those that weren't speaking had terribly uncomfortable uncomfortable body language, Eddie, uh, John and, uh, Sway and Bobby Sherrod, Jimmy. Those guys are your new GM coach, head coach, player development. And, uh, they just got hired, man. They're over in Brighton right now. Uh, meeting with, with prospect Brad's fired already. No, those guys, they're on their way. Um, and, uh, I was on the show tonight with them, no rage, no rage. We, we, we have to keep the faith, folks. And uh, John is here, so thanks for giving me a platform for five minutes. Let's get John up here. Uh, that would be a meet. And man, I just while we're waiting for John to come up, I can't, can't say enough about you guys tuning in all day to our network tonight, and here you are. I can't tell you how many DMs and tweets I got asking me when the post-game show would go live or the Garden Report tonight. So that means a lot to us, and and these guys are – Bobby's in rare form. I agree with them completely today, um, and I agree with John too. And you, so see, John, he's probably still over on YouTube – well, while we're waiting, if anybody wants to jump on, maybe a meet would bring them on with me, and we could BS for a couple minutes. Uh, that Wick comment was mad funny. Tyler, you're right. I am not allowed to talk usually, but the season's over, and my uh, ban has been temporarily lifted. Now that does not mean that it's permanent. I may be relegated to YouTube stories. Y'all know you can find me there until John figures out that that's where I'm. Doing my boomer raging. And uh, I mean, maybe uh, you can put somebody on with me so I stop battling. No, nobody wants to chat. So, you know what I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to mute. And I'm going to tweet out there that we are in here. Oh, there's Lucas. Lucas, you can unmute your mic. We're waiting on uh, the fellas. And that must be Lucas Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yep. Yo, How are you? What up, man? You're
2: getting a, you know, you're getting a diamond just for coming on. What's up, man? What's on your mind? Appreciate you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, man, throughout the past few months, it's been tough. It's been really tough. I'm not gonna lie. The biggest mm-hmm. thing I've been taking away is toughness. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm huge on the coach's uh, tone and his his mm-hmm. ability to control the locker room in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just I can't see a guy like Mr. Monotone Brad going to the <laughs> locker room and turn it on and turn into Doc Rivers, right? Yeah, that's not... And, an so, and so I was like, I was, I was super... The day of game five, you know, I mean, it's a Celtics game. Celtics game's on that night. Mm-hmm. So I'm somewhat excited, but at the same time, I, I knew they were kind of going to lose. So I was like, I got to see some good Celtics games. I went back to the 08 team with Garnett, Pierce, Rivers, you know, the whole squad. And I was watching Mm -hmm. some of those games against LeBron. And after every bucket, they would just go down the court. They would skip, you know, beat their chest, just intensity, pounding the floor. And I realized, like, these Celtics just don't have any of that. They don't have any of that, as you would call, Celtic pride.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you're speaking my language, and usually that's when John mutes me. So he's going to mute me now. He's here. And uh, Tyler, I, I, I think it was Tyler. I couldn't agree more. It was Lucas. Lucas. Lucas Cavanaugh, thank you so much, man. I agree with you 100%. Um, I don't know if this solves anything. I'll let, I'm will let. i going to hand it over to you.
0: Hey, just hang out, Nick. Uh, the other guys are coming in here. Thank you guys for hanging. Um, we uh, we were here last night, um, obviously doing uh, the post-game stuff, and we talked about the offseason, and kaboom, it happened just like that. Holy shit, right? Yeah. I, I want to hear what you guys said. I mean, everybody wanted change, and you got it, sort of, in, in, in the strangest way possible. You got a new GM and a new coach, but Brad's still here, and I don't even know if Danny's really gone. And I don't really know fully how to feel. Uh, so Bobby's here. Joe Sway is going to slide in. Uh, I'm going to let's tweet this out to our followers here and uh, and let everybody know that we're here authorized twitter haven't i done this already uh, whatever um and i want to hear what you guys have to say so fill up the room um when we request to speak we'll put you on the stage just hang out uh and we'll get your thoughts uh here uh let's roll through let me bring josue on josue you in there in there what up what up all right let's roll through a few people here uh and just get your thoughts we've talked about this a ton given our opinions let's bring in henry what's up man
3: hey man what's up how are yeah. you
0: packing here? That's what's I'm up. doing
3: good. Um, you know, it's, I think it's a disappointing season, of course, like every other Celtics fan would say. You got bounced in the first round. But don't forget, this was the Brooklyn Nets. We did finish at the 17th, but don't forget, um, we were battling injury and COVID the whole year. Um, But while there are a lot of negatives, and I agree with all of them about how, the young guys weren't playing up to par as, as we wanted to as fans, uh, that Brad Stevens probably wasn't utilizing the lineups like he should have against certain teams that cost us to lose. Um, mm-hmm. I want to look at the positives. Like, it sounds crazy, but I like some of the positives. Like, we have, we have a new GM in Brad Stevens who knows the team and knows what the uh, Tatum and Brown will need to be successful. We also have young guys, young I believe, cornerstone pieces in Robert Williams, Langford, Nishmith and Pritchard who could really help this team right now because we're still a young team. I really think we should give them a chance to, you know, show their to show their stuff next year, especially Langford. I have high expectations for him as a point forward, uh, who could who could be a slasher like Brad Stevens said that he's he wanted him to be. Um, I don't know. Uh, what positives do you guys take away from the seasons? I want no negatives, please. No negatives. I want something positive. One thing. At least one thing.
0: All right. Grant Williams.
4: <laughs> no, it's Rob, right? Uh, Rob, uh, Rob, looked <laughs> like he, Rob looked like he was feeling that. I got plenty of positives, by group. the
0: way, and I listed a bunch of them last night. But, yeah, Bobby, go ahead. You got Rob?
4: Yeah, so that's the other question here, too. When it comes to Brad transitioning the GM, a lot of times we felt like he was especially tough on young players, uh, especially this last season here in terms of over-scrutinizing some of their deficiencies. I think you do have to take a different approach as a GM in that standpoint and say like these are players that have potential to grow here and other things like that. But Rob in particular, given how the Brad-Rob thing went in terms of a coach-player relationship, how does he view Rob in terms of this contract extension coming up this year? How does he view that situation? That's going to be very interesting, along with the possibility of maybe trading him if they need to uh, find an upgrade of some sort at, at this point. Like, Is he more or less willing to part with Rob than Ainge was? Those are one of a million questions I have in terms of Brad the GM. Like, yeah. it, It's crazy, John. Ain't. We don't know whether Brad will literally try to carbon copy Ainge's entire approach to the job or is just dramatically different. Like, he's going to trade seven first-round it tomorrow. It's an
0: interesting wild card, right? Because, like, Brad could be like... He, he, right, everyone wonders, is he going to be loyal to the roster? And, like, these are the guys and I, and I have faith in them? Or is he going to say, like, God... Time, time for me to finally clean out these scrubs Danny saddled me with. About
3: Rob, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, like we saw Rob's impact on the team, like de- especially defensively. Like he was, he was something really special. Like in the paint, especially. Um, but the question is, if we're like trying to. Upgrade from Rob. Who would be the best options? Like not just offensively, but I mean, like who can give us a defensive presence? So, like it that? Up. so, I I'm not gonna
0: lie, and this is gonna
3: sound like hyperbole.
0: You you cannot upgrade from Rob not without significant cost. But also, I don't think. Look, if the wild card is health, I don't think people are fully grasping Rob's impact. Not that sounds that's not meant to sound insulting. It's not The Rob's impact went well beyond what we saw in the highlights and blocks and this and that, like his minutes were always better minutes for both the offense and the defense in ways that didn't even always show up on the stat sheet. He makes them better and he still has so many levels that he can continue to improve. I I think it would be insane to trade Rob at this time. Like I think health is the wild card with him, but Honestly, I think he has another two or three levels that he can improve. And he was already this year, I thought, when healthy, the third best player on the team. And I don't even think it's close. Um, So uh, they – Rob is – you say name something you've got here. It wasn't just Rob was pretty good and a revelation. Rob might be – like Rob might be a thing, like a real thing. And like I'm not, I'm not letting go of that right now. Right now, you need to, keep, yep. you need, to, you need to, you need to hit on a few lottery tickets, and Rob is one of them. Um, and, and I would not, yeah, for sure, I, I agree would with that. Not give that one away at I, all. I think what's going to
5: be even more interesting is, um, uh, the Marcus Smart factor. You know, how, how much is Brad going to want to hold hold on tight to to Marcus, or if he doesn't, if he's quick to pull the trigger. Well, what does that say about how he felt about Marcus's influence this year? You know, maybe there was something to it or maybe he wasn't crazy about his, uh, you know, his approach and, and, and taking his 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 jump shots and his shot selection, his questionable shot selection. You know, maybe he wasn't that that was there was something to that, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how he moves forward and, and, and whether he keeps Marcus and if he doesn't keep Marcus, what kind of deal he pulls pulls off with, you know, Marcus
3: that, – that involves Marcus. Something I yeah. was oh, – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, do your thing. Do your thing. We want to hear um, – Something I was talking with someone on Instagram about was like, if we were to trade Marcus Smart, who could we get with an impact as as similar to his? Because we know how impactful it is.
0: So this is something we've debated a bit. Um, I'll let Bobby jump in too. But I, I have long debated – Marcus doesn't have any value in the trade market. Marcus is a valuable and and again the argument we have is Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart is a valuable player that many teams would be very happy to have Marcus Smart. He could add a lot of value to a lot of teams, make a lot of teams better. Marcus Smart in the last year of his trade, uh, the last year of his contract, given that he's primarily a defensive player, um, and you'd have to find a way to re-sign him is oh. not. But you're not going to give up an asset and money to sign Marcus. And Brian Robb wrote about it in Mass Live today. Um, he said, you know, a source told them that Celtics are going to be really hard pressed to be able to even extract a low first round pick for Marcus without um, without taking on a bad contract. Which means, and I think this is the same with a lot of assets on the team. They have more value to you than they have on the market. You're almost paying to get rid of some of these guys, which is asinine. So I think you hold on to them. And, Bobby, I don't know if your opinion here has changed on that.
4: No, I still think there's quite a few teams around the league in my mind that would benefit greatly from his uh, you know, tone setting, his defense that's still strong, his passing ability, and just the need for a veteran and a point guard uh, at that spot with size and a little bit of athleticism, three-point shooting. It's, I, I mean, I, I get the fact that a team's not going like, to acquire Smart and sell him as a blockbuster addition and get the Celtics what they need to improve here at this point, but he is a medium-sized salary who I think teams would enjoy getting back if the Celtics find another player that they need who's of an admirable role level on a team. Now, again, they're not going to trade Smart and get a star, or anything that's going to dramatically change the situation here. But ultimately, you know, he's a little bit older at this point. We've seen a little bit of regression. I would have done it at the trade deadline. I didn't love the Aaron Gordon possibility, but the fact that the Magic were interested in him, which I still believe, um, that showed to me that he could still be the uh, starting point of some deal. At least there's money here. Like Thompson Smart coming together with some picks gets you the money and value you need probably to get a decent player. Um, it's just whether what you're swapping out there ends up being a net loss in terms of the trade. And that's another thing about Stevens here. Is he willing to do a little bit more of a risky trade? A medium-level no. trade? A trade around the edges? He won't be risky with his lineups, bro. Yeah, I just I don't know what to expect from him as GM. But uh, one significant thing that's going to be interesting in terms of Ainge's Ainge is always looking for the big deal the thing that's going to dramatically change this team's fortune so that's why he acquired assets and saved them for so long because he was waiting for that Anthony Davis level move uh, the big one that's going to completely transform the franchise he wasn't looking at the edges the bench the veterans on the team those type of things Uh, Is that something, Brad? That's where Brad comes in. Exactly. That's where Brad comes in, man.
0: Maybe, but this is, again, bananas to me. Like, Brad has (laughs) never. I know,
5: I know. You're right, John. You're right. Brad has never. It's not ideal.
0: Brad has never negotiated anything before. And you're going to sit here and, like, and it is because they have no cap room. They're they're hard capped. They've got a mid level of what five nine, Bobby. What is it that they can yeah, use? Yeah, about six. Um, something like around six because they're bumping into that kind of cap hold situation there. Uh, you know the the uh, so which means the only only path to improving is trades, and they have to be creative, tricky, multi team trades, and you might be shipping assets one place and players others and taking assets back and getting it another it's complicated shit and brad's just going to be like i got this i like I, it's so strange to me that you're bringing in somebody the only way to improve is through trades right now and and you're bringing in a guy who's never never danced before it, yeah
4: it's, even if you didn't love everything ainge did You had to trust him. You felt good when he's at the
0: negotiating table, right?
4: Yeah, his track record was so good. He had relationships. Again, be careful what you wish for. All the people that wanted Brad gone so fast and Ainge out the door, well, now you have it. So is this next coach going to be better? Can Brad fill this GM role? Even if it wasn't Brad, I know we're stuck up on how awkward that is. If it was Zarin, or if if it was just anybody random that they I brought in, I'm not trusting attempt. Zarin there to
0: frigging negotiate either. But that's all right.
4: Yeah, so these questions existed. I'm trusting <laughs> him to do the math. But anyway, yeah, we're almost we're almost too caught up on this transition thing because I think we all know and agree what it is. Brad's done his coach. Ange has done his GM. They're both gone, whether you want to call it fired, reassigned, retirement, new life, whatever you want to call it. They're both gone and both not doing their jobs anymore. And that leaves gaping holes at both positions where you have no clue what to expect from me either. Yeah. The next Brad could be bad at DM. The next coach could be bad at coaching. And then right. look where you are.
0: Exactly. Right. Well, yeah, I guess. Let's, let's rifle through a few more. Let's get some people on here. Dom, Dom uh, is in the waiting room. What's, what's up, up,
6: Dom? Hey, what's up, guys? So like, back to the Marcus smart thing. Like, if you like, I get why people like want to trade him and all, but like, he is literally the only guy on this whole team right now who like shows a little bit of fire. Like, yeah. we all know like what he like. we like this team is soft, bro. Like John, I know you go crazy over like these guys, like handshaking, like Kyrie after it, bro. That's I, that's I terrible, think I, 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 I actually I, think
0: Rob and Kyrie
6: are still hugging. Like oh, t- him and Tatum are texting right now yeah uh, like, wait, it, it doesn't runner, make yeah. sense like how do you not like like get like angry about what he did to you like he literally left you because you weren't good enough and then went to a different team like that doesn't make you that makes
0: you want to like wish him good luck in the next round like yeah. come on I, so I agree uh, I, I, I think Dom Celtics Twitter is a baffling place sometimes because you have you have you have some people screaming from the top of their lungs, um, you know, we're not tough enough. And then the same people are saying, also trade Marcus smart. And I don't understand how you can advocate both things, like or how you can say both things. Like if toughness is your concern, the, then the only person you're keeping is Marcus Smart. If you want more talent, yeah, maybe you can find it. I just don't think – I don't think you're getting – you're not getting a player better than Marcus Smart if you trade Marcus Smart. That's why you don't trade Marcus Smart. It's not his toughness. It's not his talent. It's not. It's not his deficiencies. It's not his. You know, I don't think the return is makes you better. I think Marcus Smart keeping Marcus Smart make, keep, makes you better. That's that's my that's my thought. Yeah, that's exactly like my thought.
6: Like if you trade him, what are you gonna get? Like you're not gonna get like like the Aaron Gordon thing. Like maybe that I don't was, think like, that was real, right, but that's look. that's me. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because the thing that the Nuggets gave up, like, we obviously couldn't uh, match that. That like, was even not close.
0: Real.
6: Like, we weren't even close to matching what the Nuggets gave up for that. I so. don't
0: believe they were ever really interested in Marcus, but that's just me, uh, Orlando. It doesn't make sense that a losing team would want uh, to yeah, the take fit, on a guy. The not there. Right, so the fit isn't there. This is, I understand Bobby was saying potentially culture change. I don't buy it. I think that was something that was kind of fabricated from the Celtic side of things. Uh, but that's that's just my thought. But I, I don't get the Marcus stuff either. Uh, Josue? Just just seeing if you're napping, bro. Josue's, I, Josue's always trying to catch an Uber. That's, that's so all he...
4: I go back to the... Fournier situation here because it does look like a bit of a money crunch between Kemba, Fournier, and Smart. <laughs> I got these
5: air man. My bad. I muted myself. I ran across the room and unmuted myself. <laughs> right, go ahead, Bob. <laughs> these AirPods paws are changing my life. When, uh,
4: when it comes to those three guys, obviously to me, Fournier is the best fit with the roster going forward. Uh, you can't necessarily dump Kemba easily, so you might be stuck there. Uh, so, What can you get for Smart? You might not be blown away but it might position you better in terms of you're not losing another valuable starting level player for nothing next year when he becomes a free agent, which is why I wish they got ahead on it. When he had a year and a half, uh, a team would have had more time with him to integrate him, maybe extend him this off season as he's extension eligible here. Uh, I think that was just such a great time to handle it because ultimately the team didn't have the upside to turn it around we saw that and so what did they lose in terms of not making some of the sacrifices that they could have made during the year minutes for younger guys trading a guy like smart uh doing different things that they could have done to position themselves better for the future even missing that first round which like they probably couldn't have tanked there the teams they were versing weren't that great but you do look at their situation and you would probably feel a little bit better if they just slid into the lottery rather than going to Brooklyn and just getting blown up like they did. Even though I thought Jason Tatum had an admirable series, I don't think they got a ton out of it in the end. No, but, I I want to hear from Dr. Savage next. What's going on, doctor? Hey, how you doing,
7: man? How you doing? Good. Hey, quick question. Just the one thing I don't get um, with this team lacking some toughness and some fight on the defensive side of the ball, why is everybody so ready to trade Marcus Smart? Yeah, that's what we just said. It doesn't yeah. – the two things don't make sense, right? It don't, it don't make any sense to me. But how do you guys feel about trading maybe Kemba
5: for a yes. play- no, no one wants one. it, man. No one wants it. Trading
0: Kemba, yes. <laughs> Hence John's
5: enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> it's ideal, you know, <laughs> clear that money off the books and not have to worry about it, but – and nobody right. wants to sign up for that.
7: Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's going to sign. Nobody, up. That, sign. That's, that's the right. that's the part of the big part. nobody might want to sign up for that.
0: Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, Doctor. I, you're, I think you're going like, to see that smile for a while. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing is I think he is a you 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 gotta you're going to have to give you're going to have to like give away a lot to get rid of him. You're going to have to trade picks, trade possibly other assets to get somebody to take on the contract right now all Kemba is not a valuable asset to any team. He's just a bad contract and you're paying somebody to take on a bad contract. Um, whatever it is. I don't, I think it's possible in his final year, Bobby talked about it last night when he's got an expiring maybe, uh, and the price goes down in terms of what you have to give, you know, give up to get rid of him. Um, and maybe some team with cap room, you know, can talk themselves into the expiring for one year. Um, but I don't next year. I don't think so.
7: Yeah. And, and one other thing real quick. Is there any hope that Brad becomes a genius GM and just leads us to a couple of chips?
0: I think so, right?
4: Yeah. Like, that's no, I the think thing. This, it could happen. creative. You gotta <laughs> give them that. Like, as crazy as it seems, it's and as unprecedented as it is, you do kind of get why Brad would be seen as a potential personnel guy. I mean,
7: he's just so smart, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that's been the overall theme with him is that he's just a brilliant as far as coaching and basketball goes. So I'm just hoping that maybe this turns out to be like the best. Again,
4: I have no clue what his approach is going to be and what his ideology is going to be. So I have to to see
5: some moves here. You know what else that is too? Also, man, I don't know how Jason feels about this again. I I don't know. I I feel like, I feel like John thinks I'm, I'm, maybe I'm thinking too hard about this, but like, his attitude at the podium last night, I mean, it, does he like this? Is he like whatever about it? It sounds like he's whatever about it, but he's not as enthused, you know? Or better yet, you know, it wouldn't shock me – people going to get mad when I say this, but I'm going to say it. It wouldn't shock me if Kyrie sent him a interesting text this morning, like, like oh, really? So, so <laughs> Brad loses control of the team and he gets promoted. That's what's up, you know? Can you yeah. see Kyrie send a text like that? So, yep. so when you lose control of your team – You get a promotion in Boston, dot, dot, dot. That's what's up, you know? Like, I could completely see Kyrie saying that and Tatum being like, man, he's got a good point there. What's going on? Yeah. I
7: think Uh, that's fair. Another huge fear of mine is maybe somehow losing Tatum with the way the NBA is going now, losing Tatum with Jalen for almost nothing, you know what I mean?
0: That's the entire fear, right? Yeah. I think everything you're doing right now is a mad scramble um, to make sure... you, yeah, true. But,
5: but you also you, you have to empower these guys as much as possible. And I think I think Brad can do that. Jason, Jalen, what do we need? You know, what do you what do you guys, you know, let me help me help you. That kind of thing. You know, no, I maybe, agree. Maybe that's the kind of that's the kind of approach that Danny would never do. Or maybe he was a little more reluctant to, you know, and, and, and they're thinking that this is going to bode well for for these two all-stars to figure out what's going to make these guys, right. you know, get the best out of this, out of their roster.
7: The, the only thing that scares me about that is we, at the same time we're saying Brad lost the locker room. So
5: it's like, dang, what? So he kicked his ass out of it. Like, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't hate it. He kicked himself out or at least the that's kicked him out it, of it. Is, you know? It is I a don't, stand I don't
4: up like... move by Brad, you know, to like be, accept the situation to some degree today and say, If this is how I'm best needed, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it was begrudging a little bit, it felt like. But at the same time, I do believe that he's probably going to try to maximize his time there in that role. And I probably do believe that he's a little burnt out. Like I do believe all of that, even if there's other motives and situations at play that brought it to this. And for him to say that he's going to hire a guy to do his former job and think that he could potentially do it better because of a different perspective and stuff like that, that's right. That's cool and unique to me. I don't think there's many guys in sports that would have looked at that situation with the words that he said today. Like he. Uh, yeah. But I mean, what choice did he have? Like if
0: he essentially was told, we don't want you to coach anymore, but we'll. But how about this? And that's the only choice. That's kind of what he has to say. He has to acknowledge like, OK, this is the change, you know, and, 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 and that's it. Um I want to w- work in a couple more people here cuz we got a really full room. Uh thanks doctor for for jumping thanks, in. Uh, yeah, thanks man. Uh, be, I'll be listening, man. Awesome, awesome. Uh let's bring in uh Zachary. Zachary, what's up?
6: Yeah, I just wanted to add a little bit to the whole Brad and Danny thing. It's kind of everything we were asking for, you know. We didn't want Brad to coach anymore. He's not coaching. No one wants to trade with Danny. So we got someone else in there, a new face. <clears throat> Change things up a little bit. I think it'll work out great.
0: Well, That's good. Someone mentioned that. Was that you, Josue? People don't like trading with Danny. Who was talking about that?
5: Um, I mean, that's been a narrative for, I feel like, a couple of years now, right? I mean, last year we talked about it, how, you know, it's vulnerable. It's pretty much the the most vulnerable Celtics setup we've seen in quite some time where Danny sort of had his hands tied. It was just like, well, yeah, I mean, if he's picking up the phone and calling guys, I mean, the guys on the other end are going to be like, oh, well, look who's calling. Look who needs, the, you know, my help, you know. Yeah, they're going to think twice because they're going
4: to feel like they might get snakebitten.
0: Right, so, after IT, nobody wanted to. Cass wants credit for saying
4: that. Cass was saying. The, this, yeah, is, Cass- this isn't this is going to be Danny's legacy, obviously, because he had massive successes that will be his legacy. But there is quite a bit of second guessing to do from his tenure from probably about 2018 on, built a great team in the 2018 that could have easily been a champion but at that point could you have consolidated could you have gotten ahead on some guys that probably weren't happy with their positions or communicated with them better about those situations could you have put that 2020 team in a position to win a championship in the bubble with some depth because that team was so starving for a sixth seventh man you had the picks and assets to do it and just to me 16 picks and six years or whatever it was and half of them just never factored into the team at all and this latest round is about to go out the door from 2019 just infuriating because he was so focused on that bigger deal that never came to pass because of who knows why Davis's desire to be in LA and angel's neglig- negligence toward that desire and the ability to still think he could pull it off through some other means because again john Sway, they had the team in place they didn't need to get greedy there they just needed to harden it around the edges I, it was it, it was
0: exceedingly excessively greedy and it was so weird it was almost like you got addicted to stars you know like it was so strange, like you just—he refused Hayward. to do
4: anything because of the bigger plan.
0: I know you got Hayward and Irving, and you were like, "We're getting Davis or or bust." It was so strange because, like, that for the the day you took the court for those five minutes and just ways at that, that game in Cleveland, the vibe I had to start that season with that team is we could be the friggin' Golden State Warriors like r- today like not like not eventually like this team could be in a, an unbelievable Celtics team you know and then you thought again the next year running it back they could be I, and I, it's just insane that just paralyzed by this by this just just pursuit of Davis that never went anywhere and you didn't see what you had in front of you the whole time, and it was so strange that 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 it ended up that way. Really frustrating. Uh, let's bring in uh, Liam.
8: How's it going, on? Can I hear me? Yeah, what's up? Not much. far begin, did y'all did uh, see Twitter just go crazy for like the like from I think it was like nine or ten a.m. to like two p.m. with from Celtics to Coach K, and then Garnett was trending. It was just like, Garnett shut everything down like, no, I'm not doing coaching. Stop asking me. And then yeah. Evan Turner was like, no, and then Tatum actually tweeted like, damn, I wanted you. <laughs> like, don't say that. Um, a, a couple things, actually. Uh, One, I agree 100% with uh, going back to the Brooklyn series at the end when they were hugging and stuff. Like, I remember when I was in high school, uh, rival school, My one of my buddies transferred second, like, top scorer, transferred to other team. We played them, never lost against them, and we made sure, like, elbowed him every single time within the paint, pushed him on the ground, kind of illegally, but just made sure, like, dude, don't – you shouldn't have left. And I felt that series, like, Brown and Tatum, as y'all know, don't have, like, a – just – fiery competitiveness nature in them and that just it sucks to see that like you want your stars to be like in someone's face like when i see luca play against the clippers he's always just going at them screaming cursing at them and stuff i'm like that's the type of superstar i want on my team um second with the whole brad taking in jam role or president um fun i mean i want to know y'all's opinion about this too that uh People say Tatum – I feel like Tatum and Brown are going to be partial GM roles, I feel like, in this scenario. Because, I mean, Brown has – I'm not Brown. Brad has no experience, and I feel like he should definitely put Tatum and Brown in the office this summer and be like, all right, guys, this is some of our candidates that we're looking at for potential trades. Who do you all think we should do? I mean, one guy – who I like a lot, and I know y'all like a lot, uh, is is I don't know how it's going to happen, but Duncan Robinson. I mean, he was on, uh, I remember the J.J. Redick podcast saying he's a big Boston fan. J.J. Redick even said, like, he loved playing against Marcus Smart and loved him on his team. I mean, I know Kimba is a kind of a washed asset, but, like, Pat Raleigh hates Danny Ainge but does he hate Brett Stevens? That's the real question. I mean, I know you don't want to trade against for your competitors, but, John, what do you think about that with either Fournier signing trade with some picks, for like Robinson, or,
0: like, you're not going to get a top-tier player. You're not. Like I, I, like I said, I think It's a good thought. I mean, guys, I, I don't know what you guys think about potential trades. I just, I don't think there's a splashy move out there um no matter what cuz none of the assets are worth enough um right now I, I i think you you're you're a year away potentially from a trade but but you need to you, you have the assets have to show a little more
4: so they're just running it back with a different coach it's not running it back but again one we talked about how
0: tricky it is going to be to make trades two you don't know whether uh uh, there's a mandate, you know, there's a, you know, Wick has laid down the law and said, we're not going deep into the tax. So Fournier, forget about it. Um, do what you can with the, with, the, with the 11 million left over on the Hayward TPE and the 6 million you have uh, on a mid-level. See if you can come in with a couple of veteran guys. Let's cut bait with semi and, and this, 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 and that. You know, fill that back half of the roster with a little bit more veteran presence. Let the kids play, run it back. That's most likely
4: what's going to happen. So you're keeping, you're keeping Smart over Fournier. I don't know that you're keeping Smart over
0: Fournier. You're at least holding – Smart is under contract. So that's it. Uh, unless you fi- – so I don't think it's an either or. I believe – because I believe you can't really trade Smart without taking on the bad contract or something else, I don't think it's an either or. I think it's ultimately Fournier is gone. I mean, I, or or is is resigned. One or the other. But that, that's the the extent that you're the the splashiest thing you're going to do is bring back Evan Fournier, I believe. Yeah. If you, say, can, if you can bring him back, you gotta you gotta deal one of these guys. You know. That's. But I'm saying you do that. You either deal Marcus or you just eat the tax this year and then don't resign Marcus. Or if you can trade him, you do. But I don't know what you trade him for. You're, you're going to be taking on money this year anyway in order to dish him you know, to make the deal work. So you're going into the tax one, whether you trade them or not for this year.
4: Yeah, they have to. And so you it doesn't matter. Like it, must you either play, you either say yeah. if the
0: trade makes you better and you get an asset in return, fine. Otherwise, what are you going to take on more shitty money to get rid of Marcus? That doesn't make sense. You know, if the tax is your concern, just let him play it out. You go into the taxes year and then you don't resign him. That's it.
4: Yeah. That Fournier figure is going to be so interesting. And, Like I've said, if they lose him, they're right back to that spot. They're almost even in a worse spot than they were at the beginning of last year with the lack of wing depth and now lack of center depth as well. I I think he's so important and he's such a good fit here to me. And I get that Smart has some strengths on the defensive side of the ball that balance out his deficiency compared to Fournier on the offensive end. But you almost need both because Smart's more like that backup point guard and Fournier's your third wing. And the fact that it's going to be so expensive just to keep the core of this roster together, never mind to improve on top of it, is the tough part here. You compare to the Golden State, John, last night, and this is where we start to get into does this win- has this championship window passed. Because Golden State did a lot of it before the big contracts. They sort of hit their stride with their young players and their veterans, all at a point where it was still relatively affordable. Then they said, all right, we're a contender. We're going to dive into that tax. Exactly. It, they were like, we
0: we're paying to continue to win championships. It was a guarantee at this point. It was yes. the the return on investment was was obvious. So Here, the Celtics
4: are at that Durant point with Fournier
0: and you're paying to they be... they haven't a,
4: even approached the championship.
0: That's what I said. The worst part about their offseason, and this is a depressing thing for everybody, is you're 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 gonna be one of the most expensive non contenders in NBA history. Um, you know, if you uh, extend Rob, re-sign Fournier, re-sign Smart. And then that's it. That's who you got. So again, the key to this team is going to be in the development of younger players, the continued ascension of Tatum and Brown. Um, if you, and everyone's saying, everyone counters that by saying, I don't think Neesmith's all that. If he's not, you're dead. Like, I mean, I'm saying if you, if you whiffed and, and the two lottery picks of the last two years, don't turn into starting caliber or, bona fide rotation players on a good team, then you're dead because you missed, you swung it. You, that happens in the NBA. Sometimes you swing and miss, you know? And so you're supposed, you got to try to hit on these things. They've got another pick now coming in at 16. It's really important that you hit it or you package assets for legitimately established NBA bona fide talent. But right now, None of those guys are worth shit. So the best thing you're going to get is play them and have them play well. Either, that either helps you or it just raises their value and you trade them the following year. And that's it's as easy as that. Um, let's bring in uh,
9: Arman. Hey, guys. Uh, just two quick points. First, real quick, obviously surprised by what happened today. Um, I just have a feeling like if Brad, uh, if Brad doesn't see like you know winning 18 and then like, I would say very near future being realistic, like three years, I just have a feeling someone team chirps in his ear and just says, hey, look, you're a great coach. Boston shoved you out of the way. Hey, come coach us. I just don't see how he passes it up unless, like I said, he sees a title in the very near future. Uh, my larger point that I want to bring up is I know, John, like you've been bringing up, you're pushing Kemba out of town as quick as possible. But you're also saying, you know, we can't make moves. Like, we're pretty much running back the same core for the most part next year. So, I I think I'm pretty good at numbers. Bobby probably can help me out here. But if you just salary dump Kemba, I think you can utilize four to six million. Like, what are you doing at point guard? Are you just trusting Pritchard to run point 30 minutes a game? Like, I I get Kemba's an overpaid guy, but you don't have anybody at point guard to play 30 minutes a game. Like, even. I don't even think Gordon Hayward just pushed out of town this fast, and you had guys like Jalen and Jason who could have just took up his minutes. I'm just kind of – I want to know what – besides bringing in Lonzo, which is not happening, like what's your plan if you dump Kemba? He's an overpaid player, but what are you doing at point guard?
4: Smart, probably. Yeah, you'd go with smart, and I think Has that's probably a little part. bit overdue. The fact that you'd have stronger defensive lineups out there, a good facilitator with a mindset of facilitating, I think that would go fairly well. Uh, you wish Mark could be a little bit more of a scoring threat at that spot, uh, but you hope that the defensive uh, jump there would counteract what you would lose offensively with him as your point guard. So that's always been a fine line that they've balanced between playing him with Isaiah, Kyrie, and most recently, Kemba there. I just, that talk of dumping Kemba straight up into a team. I, I don't think it's there. You're taking something back from pretty much any team that would even think of uh, accepting Kemba at this point. No one, no one's got the space to just eat thirty-six million. Never mind for two years. Uh, that's maybe something you would run into after next year when he's an expiring, and whatever team picked him up would be getting thirty-six million in cap the next off season. Uh, so at this point, you got to accept that if you're getting rid of Kemba, you're taking stuff back. John Wall patrick beverly al horford those type of guys uh, there's no way to just straight up dump kemba exactly
0: right you're you're going to so that's what it comes down to is right it, it's going to be i hate saying trash for trash but it's going to be unwanted contract for unwanted contract. what do you think so of the horford idea
4: it, uh john but it,
0: if the horford if if I mean, Horford's got also two years, correct? Yeah,
4: except you save on the second year because it goes down to 17. It goes down to, to – yeah, to, so theoretically, yes,
0: because it's cheaper in year two. Um, it does solve your big problem. You're still left without a point guard. I personally think that makes sense. I don't know what Horford's got left, um, but I, I do think getting out of that last year cheaply is probably worth it. Um, yeah
5: that's what makes it worth it for sure yeah. that second that second year that the way it dips and also you know just Brad or rather whoever the new head coach I should say is you know put him at the four which is where he's most comfortable that, that was something that um, factored into him going to Philly with well, of course with the bag of money but also that he was able to do that with Joel Embiid obviously it didn't work out but you put him next to Robert I mean yeah because of that second year you wouldn't it wouldn't be. It would be a huge cut,
0: you know, compared to a uh, Kemba's Kemba's second year or his deal. Which yeah. no, I, I don't think it's the worst thing. Uh, let's uh, let's hear what Tim has to say. Tim, what's up?
10: Hey, John, how's it going? Love the show, guys. Um, sorry, Thanks, I came in kind of late. uh, uh listen, it's all right. uh,
0: just be on uh, time next time, and you're all right. Yeah, I know. Tell yeah, me exactly. about it.
10: Uh, biggest fan from Richmond, <laughs> Virginia. Listen, Mark Jackson. Um, I haven't been really hearing a whole lot of talk about mark jackson is there any reason for that is it he's up in age or you know he's just not I, a I don't think he coaching market now? i don't
0: think he knows what? basketball or watches basketball i'm just kidding i people don't like mark i, I people are pretty down on mark jackson
10: yeah, w- was there like problems with him and like I, I know we had like some personal issues and I just think s- I just think we're like... too
5: far removed from the from from what he was doing in Golden State. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's been yeah, it's been it's been too long. So
4: I, yeah. yeah, I think he I wore know. a little bit on that group, and he is a yeah. he's a guy who's very into people and. You know, trying to, like, stress – I don't want to really get into all that stuff, but trying to, like, stress that whole, like, religion thing and – Yeah, that's a
10: good point. point. Yeah,
4: it's – and again, like, you want to run the room how you want to run the room, but how how are certain guys going to receive that versus others? What's really his commitment to – work? the grind of this now that he has a very plush gig at espn where he can just travel and watch these games and i'm call also him.
0: not kidding i think he barely watches basketball anymore it doesn't mean he doesn't know it but <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, I think he, i think he's just yeah. collecting he's been collecting a and again for 10 years i, just, I don't so, even think I he, know, he. i don't he even think he knows p- yeah yeah right
10: w- with that golden state team early on i thought he did a pretty good job and our ro- rosters i mean Kind of similar, yeah. guy But I mean, does he does he know up. why
5: Celtics fans can't stand Grant Williams? You know, like I don't know. Yeah, if he, like... that's, that's good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
0: know, the yeah, you need to yeah, know. You need to know these things, right? Yeah,
4: I want a guy. Who's, there are guys. Out there. I, I want a guy there who's looking June, to prove yeah. himself here. A, a guy who's never been a head coach before. Yeah, I don't want to retread. Sam, Sam Cassell. Yeah, a yeah. Guy like that.
0: I don't want to retread. Yeah. You know what? I like I said. I want to do. I want to do the Brooklyn. I want to do the 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 the, the first time player coach or the guy who's coached in college uh, as a, as a, as an ex player or something but who's hungry and and enthusiastic yeah, and can an reach NBA the players and then give me give me the veteran assistant you know uh, the guy who you know he's been around the block a little bit he's got it, yeah, some experience he's not Necessarily waiting for that next head coaching gig, Absolutely. so he's he's not sitting there over your shoulder like, oh, you fucked up there. Is it my job yet? You know, like, <laughs> you, know. Yeah. you Need one of the one of those guys who's comfortable in their role as there as more of a of a of a of a of a mentor, even though you're in an assistant sort of capacity.
10: Yeah, I, I like the Brooklyn setup too. Um, and then as far as Kimba goes, look, I, I know that we're probably not going to be able to trade him this year. He has a player option on his fourth year, right? Do you do you think he takes that player option? And if he does, do you think we'll have a better shot at trading him next year?
4: Yeah, hundred percent. Once he's an yeah. expiring contract, that is value to teams, yeah, and that costs me much less to dump him. Yeah, yeah. It's just thanks. tough because he. He Thanks showed something this year, John. He showed that he might be sparingly available, but when he was available, you could still look at him and have him be a guy who could score 30 on uh, certain nights it, and average 30 for a 10-game stretch. And it, then that playoff series just threw it in the water. Well,
0: look, there's two things. One, the injury coming up again when it did just screws up any, any, uh, any opportunity of um, trading him and also just our overall thought on how the season went, thinking, wow – Next year, could he be even better and play some back-to-backs and play 70 games and and that? and No, apparently not. He made it 40 games, shut it down in the playoffs, Um, was clearly frustrated by it, It clearly feels like it's a recurrence of the other knee, regardless of of the knee issue, regardless of what they're saying. And he was just so despondent, like, I got to get right. It's an important offseason. I got to figure it out. But it just sounds like a guy who's like, I mean, he said he spent the first 20-something games of the year wondering, uh, like, is it going to come back? Is it going to come back? And now, bang, it came back. And that sucks. But it's not that, Bobby. It's not that he wasn't useful. We went over the – like, you know, we've said this, but it's that you can't rely on him not only to play if he can't play in back-to-backs, you know, if he's going to miss that many games, but also how many games he ends up being a no-show between not playing – and or being flat out awful that was about a third of games they played last year you can't have a guy who's in your starting lineup who's either not playing or dreadful 30 you know 20 33 35% of the time that's a horrible ratio and then a, another you know 10 15 games where he was blah or or not great but not not terrible you can't have that like you can't depend on that um, it, it's just it, it, there's such a flux in your performance when you, you have no idea what you're getting from this position or whether or not the guy's even going to play it really messes you up it's, it, it's just I'd I just rather not have to deal with it
4: yeah, that's another lasting Ainge legacy, that tough signing and that's a tough one And the Which, desperation of the who, Irving departure
0: who everybody was for at the time, including me so I'm not going to question it now or, I'm not going to question but they are, it, they the, they way the, the, way Kemba, the way Kemba started his career. Nobody was questioning it then. He was a breath of fresh air, and we were happy to be past the Kyrie nonsense. Uh, Emmanuel, what's up? Hey, guys.